Welcome. Here we are. All right. Oh, I'm doing the intro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, waiting on you. I'm sorry. All right. Today's episode number one, summer mini series of events, real talk, uh, titled "We Have Been Busy." Maybe, maybe not. Not yet. We well, we've been busy <laughs> with what we're going to talk about today, but maybe not so much with events. Anyway, who's our special guest? It is us. Welcome. Welcome. Um, let's start my questions. What questions. are the topics? Let's start the topics. First topic is <clears throat> conferences. Conferences we've attended or yeah. you've attended or anyone's attended. Anyone. Anything worthwhile? No. Well. One. Well, one. There's oh, two. man. But I didn't get to attend it. I'm so upset. <sighs> Jamie's. Uh, see, I didn't read our notes yet. <laughs> what did you read? What is it about? Marketing one? Yeah. Oh. No, just from like everything she told us. I was super jealous. Are you going to share that? You're just going to leave everyone with a cliffhanger. No, that's it. We'll talk about yours first. Why do you want to talk about? No, I don't want to talk about. No, because I don't know what hers was called. Well, I don't know the name of it either, (laughs) but it's a marketing one. Let's just start with a positive and then I'll go into my negative. Are we going to sandwich it? Positive, negative, positive? We could do that. (laughs) We could because I actually have a positive. Perfect. Wham. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) All right. So it was a a marketing. It was marketing. Conference. Yeah. Yeah. Each day started with a DJ. Which I found super exciting because I was like, dude, you can do like anything you want. You can sit there and chill. You can get hyped for the day with DJ. You could exercise if you wanted to. You could sit there and stuff your face with carbs. Like you could exercise. I like that part. Yeah. Because that's the least favorite option. thing of conferences. But yeah, I was I was super impressed with the DJ. I would like to know their their experience on it, how they feel about not seeing an audience and just playing music and they're really getting into it with their headphones. Um it's so I dated a DJ once. Oh Jesus! And they practice a lot at home, these so it would basically so it would basically be like the same thing. Like they were just, you know, they were vibing and getting into it and basically practicing for like a live event. It's a thing they do. They actually practice. Oh yeah. So there's some form of an actor act, maybe I don't know. That's yeah. Like, well, you have to like your transitions and your flows of the music and stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's a whole process. Well, that yes, but I'm I'm. Never mind. I'm talking more from like their yeah personnel. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was a marketing conference. Started with that. Um, yes. There was a mixture of pre-recorded speaker sessions, um, along with live Q and A's with the speaker, which mm-hmm. is good because it helps with the transition. As far as oh, this was a virtual event. Yes, we should make that yeah. clear. We haven't made that clear yet, have we? Hundred percent virtual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so pre, some pre-recorded, some live speakers. All of the Q and A, I believe, was all live. Um, and then, what was it called? Chefology, chefologist. Instead of a mixologist, you're doing. Well, the we're evening. gonna get. We're gonna get the the correct. Chef Chef and R. Oh, like, like a, a webinar. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> you were not close. I was so close. Um, yeah, so they're. Um, <clears throat> they had different Chef-N-R. sessions. They had Chef and R. Mixology. I think there was like a yoga opportunity meditation. Sorry. I think same thing. <laughs> that might've been the only negative because it um, was in the middle of a talk threw you into like a 10 second meditation. Oh, WEC. Yeah. Never We're not mind. there yet. We're staying with positives. Well, I thought this was the so same So you one. had like four different options of things that you could do. See, I have Oh, no and idea. there was improv. I have no idea. What improv. And so you could choose which one you wanted to do. And which one you wanted to attend. So that was pretty awesome. And for the chef in our, 
Chefologist. <laughs> I like chefologist. They, um, but prior to um, the event, you know, she received a little goodie box and it had the menu, the, the recipe ingredients, you know, that you could get beforehand. Were you partaking in the chef and our? Um, yeah. And it was it was really, really well done. I was super impressed. With the box itself and then the fact that they had swag, the little cards and things like that, <laughs> you know, so it was there as an option. You know, maybe you decide last minute, like, hey, I want to attend that. You know, what do I need? You didn't have to sign up for it. And they send you an email. And, you know, it was already there. Hmm. Be prepared before you go. Yeah. Yeah. She could have made a lava cake. That was the dessert. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. There was an entree and a dessert. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Except she didn't do any of it. She just watched it. Yeah. But still. Yeah, but still. And it was recorded so she could go back. Yeah. And do it if she wanted to. Get the ingredients and do it if she wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And then I believe she attended the improv. Yeah. Which was apparently pretty good. Yeah, I think that would be fun. But I don't yeah, think it would be also cool. hard for them because they're used to a live audience. So I guess it would be live, especially if it's like on Zoom or something like that. But still, yeah, it, you know, the dynamic is a little bit different. But yeah, it sounded fun. Sounded like she got a lot out of it. She seemed excited about it. And also it was free. She won a free. She gets all the free stuff. She does get all the so, free stuff. I mean, that's that's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. My takeaway from her experience that made me really excited was, um, excuse me, (laughs) ma'am, the next time one of these comes around, I need to also attend. Because looking at the topics and things, it wasn't just geared towards marketing. There was like a good mixture. Yeah, which it should be. You know, of everything. Yeah. Not just COVID related. Yeah. So, all right. Give me your negative. I don't want to. Come on. I'm so. WEC Vegas. I don't want to. Let's hear it. I don't want to. I'm so fucking over MPI. All right. So. Last year, we attended virtually. You and I both did. We both signed on and got off after like 15 minutes, I think. Because technical issues. Well, um, actually, or we tried to what get- happened was we tried to get our money back after we they did. released the day after deadline, the schedule for virtual attendees. Because it did not match yeah. any of the in-person stuff. And there was a lot of, oh yeah, we were talking about And they didn't. If yeah. you haven't heard about they, this, they, go back to our previous episodes they, and listen. They didn't release it until the day after the deadline drop. Yeah. So this time they pre well, they didn't even release. You had to actually log into the website to go look at anything. And I found that the platform, and I can't find my notes, but the platform they used um, was not super user friendly. And you had to know exactly where to go to get to the main page of the digital aspect, the digital experience. Um, You could still have like the tabs at the top, but it didn't take you to the homepage for the digital experience. Like you had to actually go hunt and try and find it. Um, Networking was not anything that was really pushed digitally. Um, There wasn't really any great networking opportunities except for with vendors or sponsors. Um, And... um, there was no swag bag again. And it was, they sent an email like a week before that was like, no, before you go. And there was like two things in it to know. One of them was how to get a snack pack, which apparently I overlooked because it was at the very bottom of this very lengthy email, like the 10th email I had gotten in like three days to remind me about WEC. 
Um, so I found out the snack pack, haven't received it yet. I did go in after I still had like a few days to go do it. So I'm supposed to get my snack pack tomorrow. Um, <laughs> which they gave you a $30 budget, 30, 35, something like that, which understandably, because I don't think anything was under five bucks on that website. So when you pick your variety package, um, I don't know. I just, the whole technical aspect is still an issue. It's still an issue. They spend so much time on, I'm sure there's a lot of sponsorship. I'm sure that they don't pay for all the marketing. They do an enormous amount of things for people who can attend in person. And I think the most off-putting thing for me was listening to the first night's general session with everyone. And the, let's see, what is his title? President and CEO of MPI told like the entire audience, including the digital audience that, um, how excited they were, all the people that, um, chose to come and they were grateful for the people that chose to come digitally. And, um, you know, the only thing that frustrated me about that is not everyone has the choice to still be able to attend anywhere in person. Yeah. It's still not a choice. Some places, some places of employment, they don't allow you to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they definitely did go all out in Vegas because, well, it's in Vegas. Um, and these statistics that they put out in this stupid article are honestly fucking stupid. Um, yeah, like they announced that there was 1,200 industry, industry professionals that attended WEC at Caesars Forum. Um, the first large-scale meeting industry event this year. Okay, so. No. Meeting industry. So that's the only thing that saved their asses from the, yes, from the, all the other announcements, they keep indicating that the first large scale, you know, the example to follow as far as events, but industry related event industry related. Yes, they might be. I did not find anything at that caliber, nor did I look that hard because I don't like MPI anyway. There was IMX America in March. (laughs) There's that. Yep. So, I mean. And my guess is it's like for Vegas. They're, that's going to be their, you know, oh, we did this large scale, but oh, we did it in Vegas. So it was the first large scale in I Vegas. I mean, it was awesome. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. And then they said another 568 professionals attended digitally. I, no. Because no. if they did, I, I feel sorry for people who paid for it because every single digital session that I was a part of, um, there was no more than like 30 people. And even then the concurrent sessions weren't all like, yes, there might be some people digitally on their platform, but there's no way to really track that. And you have no way of communicating that. So I'm sure they had that many people that registered, but yeah. So anyway, they just went on to all these things. And then of course, you know, they got a list, all these cool places that they went to in Vegas as first, first large scale event at Caesars forum. Well, I mean, didn't Caesars forum just open within the past year? Yes. Yeah. So uh, someone had to be the first. I don't know why that's an honor for them. Um, first large scale industry event held at Allegiant Stadium. So that's the L.A. Raiders that moved to Las mm-hmm. Vegas. Yeah. So it's their football stadium. Um, and, you know, first large scale event held at the Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. They had a president's dinner. Um, and then the first large scale event held at the Venetian Pool Deck. I mean, like rendezvous closing night celebration. It's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I, you should be, fo- these articles and everything they're promoting should be focused on the things that they actually did for the event planners. I will say every digital 
session that I attended, all the speakers were great. All the education stuff was great. And none of them were MPI related. None of them were MPI. (laughs) Everything MPI that was at the main stage in Caesars Forum, tons of audio issues, tons of video issues. Yeah. What happened with the, uh, that main speaker? Which one? Usher. Whatever. And all of his, um, glorious event industry knowledge. That shit was funny. Um, I will give him credit though, because he did at least try to say that he understood now more with COVID, how important people coming together like this is and how important it was for not only just our industry, but, you know, of course the music industry, um, you know, then he went on to promote his new app he has and all the things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as far as like AV issues go big AV issues with that and not just on the platform, but I believe Instagram. Instagram, I think had some of it in Zoom. So what they did was if you logged on digitally and watched it digitally on their website, whatever, like I said, platform they were using, they would encourage you to then go to the Zoom link. So that way they could feed the Zoom link into Caesars forum. So that way everybody could see all the digital people. Okay. Not everybody did that, but doing their website and listening to Zoom, Usher's mic was going in and out the entire time. And about 10 minutes after he was on stage, then you heard someone make the final connection the mic, the mic cable needed to go in and then there was no problem. So that was like an in-person issue also, not just. No, that was a hundred percent in-person. Yeah. (laughs) It was the in-person on-site issue. But then again, I'm like, how do people not test this? Do they just go test, test? Okay, it's done. We're good. And walk away. Or do they actually try and talk like. Well, and move around too, because it's not like he's standing still. He sat in a chair. He didn't move much, but yeah, I mean, he was performing. No, he didn't perform. Yeah. But he did come out to one of his own songs and so did the president and all that fun stuff. And yeah, blah, blah. I didn't learn much from Usher except for one thing. And I think we've quoted it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Now I wrote it down somewhere, but, um, yeah, everything that was not on site being streamed as far as the education sessions were great. Everything that was on site stream fucking awful. Video was terrible. The angles were weird. Um, the audio was like just terrible. And they definitely did um, a lot more for the people on site. Well, yeah, of course. I know they have to make it two different experiences, but they still still are incredibly lacking for the digital attendees. So I'm sick and tired of hearing them say, you know, we're the example. Follow us. Do this. There's so many other places that do. Well- Listen, better. Things. If people are going to follow their example, at least they've set the bar really low. <laughs> right. I mean, except the, some of these other people are setting the bar really high. The um, I watched some interview over a shoulder and I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, this setup is weird. <laughs> what is that? Why is there like a light coming out of this person's head? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? What is this? Like the setups were bad. They were bad. And they also didn't really have a center stage. I mean, they had a main stage, mm-hmm. but the way they had the additional screens and where people were and then the distance in relation and, you know, they still did all the COVID practices. They only had four people for a table. They encouraged people to wear masks if they weren't vaccinated. All the linens were still messed up. Yes. Linens were still a hot mess. Um, they did have the bracelet thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. The worst part about the entire fucking conference was these two ladies they asked to host it. <laughs> Awful. I don't even know their names. I don't even know if they do this for fun on the side, but they were terrible. They were the, um, what do they call them? It's like they not were. The, they're not the DJs. They're the, like the MCs, you know. The, yeah. 
The, the, well, they the kept, hosts. They kept, that's what I said. Yeah. They kept calling them hosts. Yeah. So they like made these stupid videos, one about the colored bands, which I sent you. And then the was it the noodler was one the of them? The noodler. I was like, what is that? It's the distance between you and the other person at the length of a, a foam pool noodle. Like it's how that's your comfort level. Um, but they're just awful. And then they just, I don't know. It was like watching Tina Fey and Amy Fuller like 20 years ago when they were first starting out at an improv stage, probably. Uh, like, was that Romney and Michelle? Yes, Romney and Michelle. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely awful. I could have done without all of that. But anyway, the only good thing besides the education sessions is that they did an ongoing wellness thing. So they didn't force wellness activities within the agenda. It was basically on your own time. You could just practice or practice. You could just participate when you wanted. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still disappointed. I'm hoping that my MPI membership expires soon. I finally have unsubscribed from everything that they send me because I'm over it. And it's very frustrating because I don't know how everyone continues to be so excited about the bullshit that they offer. But on a positive note, so I attended Event Tech Live US and Canada. By far, one of the best experiences I've had. Um, they use the Glisser platform, which is out of the UK, of course. Um, and it was a lot about the technical stuff as far as products people could use, things they could do on, you know, the gamification and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, they had a lot of really great sessions about how to improve networking, attendee engagement, like not just like oh, here's this product, use this product. Yeah. It actually had a really good combination. There was also live speakers. They also had a mixture of pre-recorded sessions with the live Q&A. The networking was so much easier. The whole layout was a lot better. It was easy to find everything. Um, and the Q&A part of you being able to answer questions or uh, sending questions, just everything just super simple. It was easy. I never concerned about losing, you know, um, the feed or any audio issues. The only issues we had were some speakers that had poor internet, but that's because most people. It's probably sudden link. Yeah. Right. Well, most people are still over the pond and are still at home working from home. Mm -hmm. And you know, the U S is pushing all that. But anyway, so they offer it annually. Um, they also do two different ones. One's U S Canada and the other one, and I can't remember the title of it, but I want to say it's like an international, like across the pond, all over the place. Type is that thing. your new phrase? Across, across the, the pond. pond. Yeah, because I don't know where it is. The exact. motherland. Sure. I mean, we all started there, right? But anyway. No. Hey. Um, not, not all of us. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some conferences out there worthwhile. Obviously, there's always some that are not. And I would wish WC would just go away. <laughs> or just do better. Well, yeah. Do better. Well, Do better. Yeah. Do better. Like, they like learn from Grapevine mm. and do better. I did a little better, but the one thing I, I'm curious is, do they actually take, cause I already did mine. They sent me a thing mm -hmm. to do my survey and you were like zeros across the board. Pretty close. <laughs> um, but I don't know if they do anything with it. Do they actually take that information and learn from it or do they just say, okay, well the percentage of that is super small. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Cause that's what it sounded like last year. Yeah. That's probably what they do. Yeah. So anyway, anything else? If you need suggestions, I'm sure we have some. No. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of things that we talk about occur in Vegas. So one of the things I thought was really interesting is that Vegas has not only their Vegas shows are back on. Mm -hmm. um, so 
yes, it wasn't industry related, but this is where I got really pissed when MPI started posting about the first large scale um, event if they didn't, but industry related was the world of concrete was the first large scale event that they did in Vegas. Um, they had 1500 exhibiting companies and I can't remember the attending number was pretty high. Yep. More than 60,000 industry professionals from all around the world came to Vegas two weeks before WBC. Well, see, I think that's interesting because I found the IMAX America that they had back in, in March. Mm Mm-hmm. And the in-person was in Vegas. Vegas. I didn't get numbers on yeah, what Vegas the attendee was, but like, they definitely supported like the hybrid virtual aspect mm-hmm. of it as well as in-person. Um, yeah. I mean, not including entertainment, I found with eight days left in June, they still had 26 major events yep. like expos, conventions, mm-hmm. conferences, not even including music, entertainment, those the, type of shows. Yeah. Yep. I found the same stuff. It's crazy how much Vegas is doing compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. How's Vegas in the forefront of this? I don't know. Flights are cheap. <laughs> are they? I mean, after what American Airlines shut down and canceled all those flights last week and two days. I don't know. Do I didn't read that. Um, <laughs> they have. You didn't hear about that? All these people that got their flights canceled from like last Thursday through Sunday because they have a shortage of employees, not stewardesses, but pilots because one line of airlines, they can't airplanes, they can't fly. Oh, no. Anyway, that we're not traveling anyway. Anyway, so yeah, Vegas, Vegas seems to be uh, booming again. They're rocking and rolling, but. And they're posting some good pictures and they have some good habits and a lot of these events, they're doing some good things. Um. So I feel like if you need a true example of things going well in our industry, hit up somebody in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Not the like, Caesars Forum, though. <laughs> like throw a dart. And you hit one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're they're doing good. They're definitely doing it. They're doing the hybrids. They're doing the virtuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the stuff. I mean, even the trade shows. Oh, yeah. You know, like the, um, is that IRE, the International Roofing Expo has a virtual option. <laughs> it's in November. What do you do at a roofing expo? New materials? Yeah. Oh. Different styles? Really? Well, yeah. You never watch somebody put a roof on? No, I'm usually not around for that because it's too damn loud. I don't want to listen to it. Oh, Lord. Anyways. No, I don't have nine lives. There's different. There's different styles and different materials and different ways to do things and new products. And I mean, it's just like anything else. I guess I could have asked the same question about a concrete expo. What the hell did they do? But I didn't. Same thing. (laughs) Just like anything else, there's a new way to do it. There's new materials coming out. There's, yeah. Anyways, so do you have another um, title to put in our bucket of titles? Jesus, yes. Lordy. Because I saw this and I was like, has she not ever heard of this? Because I've heard of this. I have not. And it's, but I haven't heard of it as far as the frequency of which is coming up in things. Correct. So every single conference I've been a part of since probably January, even webinar, this new title of engagement coordinator or director of engagement keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what that is? I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Get out your damn list of so, bullshit. Come on, Karen. Throw it at me, Karen. <laughs> so, all right. I've heard of engagement coordinator, but more in the context of like community organizer. Like if you're going to work at a boys and girls club or summer camps or for nonprofits, you know, to mobilize and engage people to volunteer or contribute 
you know, advocate for whatever company you work for. So I've heard it more of that contact context versus what's the difference between that and someone who's an event coordinator. That's part of their fucking job. Yeah. And so all these exactly. nonprofits, so, it might so all these nonprofits, all of a sudden, is an event planner, but maybe has more experience doing the fun events <laughs> <laughs> and really getting involvement results. Huh? Yeah. So according so to all of a sudden, everybody had to fire people. And then all of a sudden nonprofits have the ability to hire these people to do that. I guess. Huh? But I mean, it doesn't even have to be nonprofit. I mean, like, I know, but your example could have been better. Well, but I knew what I was trying to say, and I'm sure some of our listeners knew what I was trying to say. Our two that are in the room. So, <laughs> only, only one. They only listen because they have to. <laughs> They're still listening. Um, so, like, basically anybody that's going to do, like, fundraising or really get, you know, like, alumni involved um, would be considered, like, an engagement coordinator because you're engaging the person. Yeah. So that's you, not like, what high customer service. Yeah. So that's, low business. that's not what they were insinuating in yes. these, all these conversations. So now what they've done is they've flipped that to be someone who's more from the digital aspect. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you bridge the gap between the digital mm-hmm. and the in-person and, you know, of course, dealing with the hybrid event, mm-hmm. uh, they would be the ones responsible for the gamification and a working with marketing directly on events and things like that. And yeah, look at you. You got all your notes. So that's okay. that's what they're leaning more towards. And I'm just sitting here going, fuck, like people are having a hard time getting a job or getting people hired. And all of a sudden you're going to create all these new titles to do what? And does this person have to have experience from a digital side to understand the platforms they're using or the products they're using or the AV, the technology, mm-hmm. any of it? Well, like, they should. Mm-hmm. So like on my resume... I could add engagement coordinator if I was actually planning events, like planning a hybrid event and saying, okay, well, we're going to do swag boxes and we're going to do trivia and we're going to do things to like bridge the gap between in-person and our virtual attendees, you know, like that gamification you're talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I were in a position of doing that, I could add that to my resume instead of it being like a completely separate, like, Oh, this is... Yeah, but I'm just trying to figure out what the need for it is. Because if you're people who are already doing event... Okay, this is, I guess... From this perspective, I'm assuming that the the places or people that these positions work for either have had never experienced doing any level of a digital event, hybrid, or anything. They've had to learn probably over this past year. Um, But this you shouldn't have to create a new fucking title. This should be what you do like internally already. Your event yeah. coordinator should be doing this. It should be another, another level of event coordinator and not mm-hmm. have a separate. And why the fuck do you need a director of engagement? <laughs> How big is your organization that you need a director of it? I mean, if you were had a department that was strictly doing virtual events. Yeah. What is that department Maybe. only had a title of director? So then you're going to hire another director of a director of engagement? Maybe. It's a fucking waste of money. I don't know. I haven't heard the director I don't know. That was what I heard. Of engagement. And then my favorite part, too. Again, unless it's used in the aspect of, like, a person in charge of the engagement coordinators physically going out and doing the so fundraising. you have a whole fleet? Doing, whole team? doing the fundraising. Well, well like, doing whole the fleet fundraising of engagement Yeah. Doing the fundraising events and doing the community engagement and doing things like that. Like, okay, I could see a director of engagement, but wouldn't that basically be, like, director of fundraising or whatever? 
I don't know what the official title would be. Director of events. I mean, I would think they would oversee all of that. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to figure out how big the organization is for any of that to apply. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, um, it was funny because the lady who brought it up in one of the sessions from event tech live, she was like, put in the chat what you think it should be called. Um, one guy came up with one that was pretty funny and of course it flew out of my head. I can't remember. It had the word clown in it at some point. I think if I remember correctly, it's just, it's funny because I mean, you know, people are still having a hard time hiring people and all of a sudden we create these new positions. And I guess because maybe people have spent time over the past 18 months or however long we are into this shit now. Three years. Three, 19 years. Um, a new title for what? Specification for what? If your own event coordinators or events team has not figured out how to make this transition, creating a brand new position seems like a waste of funds. But that's just me. So, anywho. You have those planners that that don't want to learn more and they just want to keep sticking to their in-person events. And Why? Are you doing that? <laughs> you, you almost spilled my You're hitting the microphone. Well, he can whip it. He can fix it. He can mute me. You don't need to listen to me. <laughs> I'm not tapping. Are you finished? Are you my mom? Are you finished? What the fuck is happening right You're now? You're like all fidgety and stuff. Jesus. I am fidgety. I'm tired. Calm I didn't down, get the ma'am. I wanted Jesus. Plus, I'm having a really Drink hard time. Drink coffee. I'm having a hard time looking at the disco ball across from me. Whatever. I love this shirt. Yeah, I didn't say it was wrong with it, but it's very it's shiny. Beautiful. It's very shiny. I'm not used to it. It doesn't fit your personality. You don't hardly have wear pink. It's cold. Nails. All right, cool. Anyway, yes. <sighs> Are you finished? Are, Are you, you finished? good? I'm done. Are you good? Can I'm we done. move forward? We can move forward. Woosah. Woosah. In the air. My earring's in the way. Okay, so what's <laughs> next? Nothing. What else? Anything else on your soapbox you want to talk about? No. You had a lot of notes there, and I feel like we didn't hit any of them. Um, We did, but half of my notes you had, so... Say no. Well, look at us doing our due diligence. It's pretty fun. Like, I did. So I was like, um, okay, well, winner, winner, chicken dinner on the same page. So can't stop us now. Yeah. Why do you have a big yes with an exclamation point? Oh, because your question in the thing was, have you heard of this? And I was like, yes, I have. Oh, your title? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, so yeah. So any uh, upcoming conferences that you're attending? Um, fuck. Yes, but I don't remember the names of them. Oh, there's one in August. Oh, there's one at Cvent, which is a software, mm-hmm. um, online software, whatever. Um, they're hosting some educational sessions that sounded really interesting. One of them was strictly on gamification. The other one was on um, attendee engagement. Oh, I did. I forgot to say this. I did ask in WEC that they had a whole entire open session. One of the open sessions they had was all about um, whatever stupid platform they were pushing. But they also were supposed to be talking about how to engage the audience. That was the whole title of it. So I asked a question about networking. And I said, do you think it's helpful leading up to an event to try to connect people as far as like if someone registers from the same territory, state, city, you know, interest or things like that going into a conference. And the guy answered my question. He goes, yes, absolutely. And I'm sitting here going, where the fuck was that MPI? 
<laughs> Nobody uses that information. Nobody does. Nobody uses that registration information. Hey, so-and-so is attending this event and they're in your area. You know, would y'all yeah. like to connect? There's none of that. Yeah. All it is, is you do it on your own. In um, the marketing conference, there was. Well, apparently marketing knows what the fuck <laughs> is going on. That's why they, they're marketing. Um, they gave you, you know, you filled out, um, you did, I guess, a short quiz uh, and answered questions. Personality test. And they matched you with people that answered similarly um, and then you had the option if you wanted to reach out, you could, but it let you know. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. Um, but I asked that question specifically in this conference because they didn't do it. <laughs> and they were talking about attendee engagement. And I was like, hello, what is happening? MPI. What was your next statement? What the fuck, MPI? <laughs> I tried. By that point, I was too late. You were too late. <laughs> I mean, you know, I took to Twitter on a few things and tagged MPI and, you know, I just, I wouldn't care so much is like for the shitty job they're doing. If they would stop saying that they're the example in Humble our industry. Bragging. Yes. That's the part that's pissing me off. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm not, not conferences, but lots of webinars, especially with VEI and, um, ELI. So there's lots of things coming up that seems, ex you know, exciting of course, but and pretty exciting for my um, EIC class that I have next week. What is it? I think. Is this um, one you were supposed to have today that you thought was yesterday? And now no, it's no, next no, that's week. a different one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have that one today, um, but it's not event related. Um, the one I'm taking next week is from the Events Industry Council and how I, we had talked about forever ago um, was the CMP going to add more into their risk management mm -hmm. for like covering pandemics. pandemics yeah. So this is their class addressing that and the new things that the new standards that will be put in place as far as like contracts and things like that go. Um, and I believe, you know, it's a free class. I should be getting the printout of all of it, like what their addition for risk management is going to be. So that's another thing so, I don't understand. I'm pretty excited. Everybody's CMP is through the EIC, isn't it? Yes. So why the hell is MPI at the lead of all these? Shouldn't EIC be hosting most of these conferences? Um, no, EIC just kind of like supports. Well, I'm going to need EIC to audit their classes. That was the other thing. <laughs> they also were, yeah, I should have gone off on my soapbox earlier. They also were marketing all these wonderful new classes they have, but yet they haven't changed shit in two years. Yeah. At least from when we started doing their stuff. I think I've attended every certificate thing they could possibly offer. So I've looked outside of what MPI offers for classes and stuff. And EIC has a few of them when it directly relates to things that are building the CMP, like the building blocks. Um, but I mean, there's other ones out there. There's like meetingplanners.net. There's NACE, um, NACE, which has a Houston chapter. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch out there. I know. But MPI is the one that's kind of like in your face. It is. But is it really in your face? It's kind of in your face once you but if everything's sign through, up with them. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure that. <laughs> millions yeah, of on the, on Please the, unsubscribe. Go away. On the EIC website, they have a whole list. Like, you can go through their calendar and then, you know, select. A lot of them require you to register. So now you're getting, you know, emails from some Dallas network that you've never gone to. Speaking of registering, that marketing conference I will 100% agree with this statement, and maybe we can leave it there and see what people think. But 
one of the things that they said was, if you're going to offer a hybrid conference, the digital aspect should be free. 100%. Because I don't understand what you're paying for if it's not free. Like, what, yeah. what is your money going towards? All the people on site who are getting to do the beer pong, the giant beer pong, giant tic-tac-toe. They're not feeding you. No. They're not having to accommodate you in any way. Nope. You're not taking up space. It's my fucking internet. I shouldn't have to pay you. Yeah. They should. I mean, it's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. No. I 100% agree with that. So. That'll be the title of today's episode. Digital should be free. <laughs> okay. Hey. Well, thanks for joining us on our short summer series episode one. Yeah. Check back in next week when we discuss. Who the fuck knows? Stuff. Stuff. Bum, bum, bum. And we out. Bye. Bye.